Welcome to Blair Heart, a true untold story of the Highlands as you've never heard that before. Previously on Blair Heart, the Scotchwatch, a group of Scottish vigilantes who defend what they believe to be the border of Scotland, have just found out that the Scots have voted the Scots out of Scotland, following a controversial 60% majority vote. As a consequence, the Scottish ex-Prime Minister has had his state powers withdrawn, which, with the assistance of ex-Senator Alan O'Dougall, he is trying to reclaim. Blair Hart Episode 3 The Fellowship of the Brew Mr Prime Minister, it's the most heavily guarded treasure on the planet. O'Dougall, I don't think you understand the potential of what having them me present. I, I'm not sure I quite follow you, Mr Prime Minister. O'Dougall. What I am proposing could potentially undo the greatest travesty in Scottish history. Right, what I believe the Prime Minister is referring to here is the peace agreement reached between John Comyn and King Edward I, following a series of sustained military campaigns through the Highlands. One of the guardians of Scotland, John Comyn, made agreement with the English King, giving up the recently gained Scottish independence. And then, to make matters worse, Comyn subsequently aided in the capture and execution of Scottish hero Walter Wallace in 1304. What, the 1707 Act of Union? Precisely, O'Diggle. Alright, that's actually something um, completely different. Basically, from recollection, King James VI of Scotland became King James I of Great Britain, uniting England and Scotland for the third time. Wait, I'd actually like to defend myself here, because how exactly is a Scottish king taking over England more of a travesty than a devastating series of attacks, betrayal, and a murder of a national Scottish hero, for fuck's sake? Well, Odigal, now that technically no one inhabits the Highlands, the jewels could once again be used for their one true purpose. Okay, so this is a, a bit confusing, so bear with me. But as a consequence of the Scots agreeing to leave Scotland, the land previously known as Scotland was due to be uninhabited and therefore could be legally claimed by a new ruler. But Mr Prime Minister, the promises you made to the Scottish people! Whilst campaigning for the Scottish independence vote, Prime Minister had promised that We'll leave the Scots behind and find a new place with double the Highlands! And 25 days remaining before the move had to occur, this location had still not been found. But Mr Prime Minister, what's to say the ex-Scots won't still leave instead of follow their new king? O'Dougal, the Highlanders will honour the crown jewels, and if they refuse, I'll make them wish they had. Mr Prime Minister, I don't think you're thinking clearly. I mean, how could we even get close to the jewels? The bastards are gathered around the clock, and even if we manage to get past them, the Scottish crown jewels weigh more than a horse. Right, so admittedly, my track record hasn't been great recently, but I believe the Scottish crown jewels being referred to are the Stone of Schoon, or the Stone of Destiny. The Stone of Schoon is an ancient relic viewed by the Scots as the most sacred object in the Highlands. For those that aren't aware, the stone has been used for centuries at the coronation of Scottish monarchs. Precisely how a block of red sandstone weighing over 150 kilos can be used for coronations is Scotland's second most closely guarded secret. But Mr Prime Minister, what you're proposing hasn't been done for 70 years. And even then, it was one of the most perfectly orchestrated heists in history. On Christmas Day in 1950, a heist occurred. 
Westminster Abbey, spiritual heart of the Commonwealth, lost one of its most precious relics when persons so far unknown forced the door of the King Edward VII's chapel to reach the coronation chair and take away the stone of Scone. The heist was carried out by a group of four students who were able to drive from Glasgow to London and break into Westminster Abbey. Besides being caught and questioned twice, the group went completely undetected. But the feat was achievable. And with the distraction of the Rinbur riots, we may have an opportunity. But Mr Prime Minister, what if you got caught? In 2002, due to pressures of the Afghanistan war, army troops were withdrawn from guarding Edinburgh Castle. Believing this to be a ploy by the English to capture the Scottish crown jewels, a group of nationalists grouped together to defend the castle walls. Which apparently is the default response in Scotland. O'Dougall, as Prime Minister, I happen to be privy to some top secret information. What secret information? There is a secret entrance to the castle. By Hadrian's Wall, Blair has just announced that he will ride to Parliament. For our select few listeners who aren't in any of the Scottish Defence Forces, this can be incredibly controversial. For example, to join the Scotch Watch, you must vow an oath for life. It shall not end until my death. I shall take no wife, hold no lands, father no children. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the shield that guards the realms of Scotland. I pledge my life and honour to the Scotch Watch. Unfortunately, due to a lack of offspring, and the faster-than-usual deaths associated with Iron Brew 32, the watch only currently has three members. Wait, what? No, to stop the Scottish Independence Party. Oh, right, well, um, I just thought it might be a good opportunity to visit a tabernier. Bruce, the Highlands needs our help now, and I... Aye. Aye. Nah, I'm saying I will, your dad says. Alright. Eh, uh, Angie Pie, what have I told you about holding your beast? Oh, bloody hell, you den, get off me. Eh, lad, that is enough. Scotland needs us now more than ever, and I for one will answer her call. Oh, I will get you later, you little bastard. Oh, Blair, the vote has been counted, and the Scots want the Scots out of Scotland. There is nought we can do, nay. There is one thing we still can do, lads. We can ride to Parliament and overturn that vote. But... But Blair, the the vow, and who will who'll defend the wall? Angus, you have served the watch well, and consequently it is you who must stay. When King Edward comes, and he will come, you must defend the wall. You must be the wall bearer. But Blair, how am I supposed to guard a hundred leagues of wall on my own? You'll do it with us. Anbury 32, where did you find this? I wasn't entirely sure to jump in here because it seemed like quite a, a tender moment. But anyway, Angrew 32 was a soft drink released in 2006 and it was unfortunately discontinued in 2009 due to containing a high level of amphetamine. Unfortunately, you are not born early enough to enjoy the golden age of the brew. But Angie Pie, believe me when I tell you that Angrew 32 will help you carry this burden. Angus. I give you the title of the Lord of the Wall. And so, it was agreed that Angus would defend the Wall from what the Scotch Watch believed was the impending invasion of the English, whilst Blair and Bruce would travel to Edinburgh to overturn the vote. But when am I supposed to sleep? You won't be doing any sleeping after drinking a can of Iron 32, pal. But you may be gone for months. 
Rushing it wisely, Angie Bay. Eh, gives a wee super pal. You know what, you better fuck off, you fat prick. Tune in next time to Blair Heart to find out how Blair and Bruce are planning to travel 100 miles by foot, whether the Prime Minister is able to get to the Stone of Schoon, and finally, how what appears to be a 10-year-old is planning to patrol a 100-mile wall with a can of amphetamine. Also, a word from our sponsor, Dundee Marine Research. You any idea what happens to a shoal of havoc on three ton of Charlie? Dundee Marine Research. Doing the marine research so you don't have to.